What is going on, my friends? And welcome back to the My Three Cents podcast. Guys, if you are currently finding yourself in a position in your fitness journey to where you are trying as you might to track your macros, to hit your protocols, to crush your nutrition goals, all to be left at a place where you're tracking your macros and the results aren't coming and macros just aren't cutting it and you're really questioning what am I doing wrong? What is going on here? I'm seeing so many other people be successful with the strategy. Why is this not happening for me? What is going on? If you have found yourself questioning, like, what am I missing here? This is the episode for you. And if you ever find yourself in this position to where you're doing everything that you know how to do to be able to hit your macros and to show up in my fitness pal or to be logging on my macros plus and still the results are just not computing... What's going on? My name is Olivia and I have successfully lost weight by tracking macros consistently over the last seven-ish, eight years. And I have taught so many hundreds of women how to do the same thing. So if you are finding yourself in the boat of like, I want results, I'm trying to track macros, results aren't coming, what the heck is going on? Sit back and relax and enjoy this episode where we're going to solve a lot of your macro problems together, okay? So first things first, when we talk about tracking macros, what we're actually talking about is tracking the macronutrients inside of the food that we eat, okay? So macros is kind of a nickname or kind of like for short for macronutrients, okay? And whenever it comes to macronutrients, there's a big three that we track on the daily, okay? There's going to be protein, fat, and carbs, okay? Technically, alcohol is going to be its own, so that's going to be the fourth. However, if we're doing a macro-focused goal, if we're tracking macros to try to be in better health, to try to help improve our composition, I think it's understandable why we don't include a daily goal for alcohol in there, right? I think that's self-explanatory. So whenever we're tracking macros or you hear somebody tracking macros, they're tracking protein, fat, and carb intake inside of the foods that they're eating, okay? This strategy is extremely similar to tracking calories, but... It's a little bit more specific. We're also not just focused on like the calorie price tag that foods have, but we're focused on what the foods are made out of because we want to have a lot of high quality, really, really great nutrients coming into our body because there's evidence to show that even if you are hitting your calorie protocol or in your calorie deficit, you're eating the calories that you need to be eating to lose weight or to hit whatever goal exists for you, the types of food that you're eating and what those foods are made up of greatly impact how your body looks at the end of that cut, okay? Whenever we are tracking macros and we're focusing on high-quality nutrients and a lot of protein while we cut, one of the best things that it can do for us is help preserve our muscle tissue while we're cutting, okay? Protein to our muscle tissue while we're in a deficit kind of works like a seatbelt in a car. It's there to keep you safe, keep you right where we put you and not move an inch if anything goes wonky. We want to make sure that we keep that protein in our system and keep that muscle locked down while we diet. If we are having any kind of diet strategy be present and there's really low or no, virtually no amounts of protein coming in our body, then what's going to happen is that your body's going to diet and burn your muscle for energy. That leaves us with like that melted candle kind of effect, that skinny fat kind of effect. I can say that because I was there and I hated it and I didn't understand why, but that's kind of the, the skinny on all things macros as we get started. However, if you are doing your best to track your macros, maybe you're working with a coach or maybe you are figuring out macros on your own, trying to go the MyFitnessPal route, do an online calculator or something like that, and things just aren't working, the first thing I want you to ask yourself is, Am I tracking 
everything that goes in my mouth in a day? Am I tracking literally everything that I eat? Or am I tracking my breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And then the in-betweens are kind of a free-for-all because it's just a, you know, it's just a smidge here or there, a couple calories here or there. You know, it's not really that much. If you are not tracking everything that's going in your mouth, the first thing we need to do is change that, okay? Because whenever it comes to macro tracking, if there's not consistency and honesty and accuracy happening in your food diary, really it's kind of a big shoulder shrug of like, oh, are you not getting results? Well, you know, can you blame it? Like, is that really the strategy's fault or is the issue that you're not following the strategy thoroughly, right? The first thing we need to do is track everything that goes into your mouth. This at first can feel a little bit overwhelming. If you are just starting out with tracking your macros, start by tracking as much as you are able to and then go up from there. The second thing I want you to consider is if you are a mom, I'm going to specifically say this to you right now. If you are a mom of a small human or multiple small humans that have Teddy Grahams, that have Gushers, that have fruit snacks, that have the kiddo junk in the house, and if you find yourself when you're giving them a handful of whatever kind of goldfish to eat or anything at snack time, if you find yourself taking a little handful for yourself, kind of doing the ye old mom tax. In our house, it's called mom tax and dad tax, okay? We're taking little nibbles of the kid snacks. If you are doing that, okay, that's your own decision. I don't think it's all good or all bad. I also do it sometimes. It, it just is what it is. My question to you is if you are finding yourself doing that, or as I'm saying this, you're like, oh no, I do kind of do that. I forgot. I want this to serve as a reminder that taking a mom tax on the food your kids are eating, having little nibbles of their french fry or having a bite of their chicken nugget here or there, or doing this every single snack time or what have you, the mom tax bites that you're taking from your kids' snacks or out of the box or what have you, they still have calories. Plain and simple, they still have calories. And depending on how much you're eating, if it's one or two handfuls twice a day, or if it's, you know, a small bowl and it's just not landing in your MyFitnessPal or what have you, this can have like 50 calories into the hundreds of calories of variation. And this can make a huge difference, a huge difference in where your calories are actually landing at the end of the day or on a weekly basis, aside from what you're tracking and what you think the calories are or what's logged as the honest intake of the calories. Does that make sense? If I log my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and with those three meals, I'm hitting 2,000 calories, but then I'm omitting all the mom tax that I'm having throughout the day, maybe that's another 200 calories very easily right there. That's just not landing in my MyFitnessPal, which when I look at it, it could look like I'm hitting my macros perfectly every single day. Why am I not getting results? But in reality, we got to zoom out and say, oh, (laughs) it's because my diary exists and a good amount of the food that I'm tracking is in there, but not all of it. Food for thought there is if you are the human that is making dinner in your house most nights or even some nights, or even if you're not the one cooking dinner, but you're the one waiting on dinner, how often are you having little bites, little tastes? How much are we sampling to make sure it tastes good and has enough salt out of the skillet? Are we, you know, trying a few bites of our mac and cheese that we're making? Are we snacking on some chips while we're getting dinner ready because we're super, super hungry? Whenever it comes down to snacking while cooking, I see this be so, 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 so common. Here's the thing. Anytime that I am cooking, I'm going to tell you what, flat out, 
I want to have a snack. The smells make me hungry. The 30 minutes to the 60 minute window right before I'm like at my hungriest time right before dinner. I need a snack. I need a snack to make good choices. That's okay. I know that about myself. So I plan ahead. And I also track that inside of my fitness pal. We keep a record. We keep a log. We plug it in. We know it's there. Additionally, one thing that I do if I am feeling snacky before a meal like this and I'm cooking and I'm in the kitchen is I will cut up some fruit. I'll get some grapes. I'll get some fruits and veggies, things that are going to be in the volume food category, meaning that I can have a lot of it for a low calorie price tag. I'll throw that in my fitness pal, adjust if I need to adjust, and I'm going to keep on rocking. But I can snack on that watermelon while I'm cooking. It satisfies me. It tastes yummy. It gives me a little something to do while I'm waiting on the pot to boil or the stuff to simmer or the oven timer to beep. That's okay. I like to do that. It's a way for us both to win, right? Additionally, reminding you that the bites that you have while cooking, if they're not what you pre-portioned out or what you weighed out or what your, what your MyFitnessPal is going to reflect as accurate from your meal, it's super, super, super important that you track whatever the bites and the mom tax and the bites while cooking look like. Our next order of business is to talk about how specific are you actually being whenever you're tracking food? Okay, so if you're like listening to this so far, you're like, I track everything. I track my breakfast, I track my lunch, I track my dinner. I'm not taking those bites. What you've talked about so far doesn't apply to me. Okay, then we're gonna go a level deeper. When you are tracking your food, my question to you is how accurate and how specific are you being with your tracking? What I mean is if you ate a banana with breakfast, Will your food diary say, I ate X amount of grams of a banana? I ate four ounces of a banana. Or will it say you ate one small banana? See how that's different? Small, medium, banana. (laughs) So vague, right? My opinion of a small banana is likely very different than your opinion of a small banana. But also, what's my fitness pal's opinion of this? What's the app's opinion of this? Because what size is this actually? What are the calories of a small banana? And is this like three ounces? Is this one ounce? Is this like a banana the size of my finger? We need to get a little bit more specific here. Because again, accuracy, honesty, and specificity are going to be huge whenever we're tracking. This is why we love to have a food scale. This is why we love to take any of the question mark or gray area out of it. Because macros, one of the huge, amazing parts of this is that if you want a banana, you can eat a banana. If you want two bananas, you can eat two bananas. If you want an apple or some Greek yogurt, whatever you want for breakfast, you can have. Okay, you're not bound by the keto rules of like low carb, no carb. You're not bound by the Weight Watchers point system. You're not bound by, I have to not eat carbohydrates. You're not bound by a meal plan of, I have to eat green beans and a plain baked potato and I genuinely don't want that. Macros gives us a huge amount of flexibility, but also with that amount of flexibility, that's the give. The take is that we got to be super accurate with what we're tracking. Otherwise, we are managing something in MyFitnessPal that isn't accurately being measured in real life. And so it's really imbalanced, right? Making sure whenever you're tracking, things look super specific and accurate is so deeply important. So I don't want you to be tracking like a medium banana, four ounce banana, amazing, if you weighed it and it was four ounces, or however many grams your banana is, if you maybe peeled it and stuck it on the scale. I know it can seem excessive. However, if you want to leave no stone unturned in your fitness journey, there's a gajillion opportunities for you to get super specific with the strategy. Now, the next level to this is whenever you are tracking your food and you're getting really specific, I want you to ask yourself, how much of my food diary is eyeballed, is guesstimated? 
what am I actually measuring with a scale? How much am I putting into measuring cups instead of using my scale? Am I measuring everything that's going in my mouth, that's going in my fitness pal? Or am I kind of just eyeballing saying, man, this kind of looks like six ounces, could be eight, but six is going to fit my macros and I'm going to pick six, right? Is it like that? Or is it like, oh, I really want to eat this dessert, but I can't fit it in my macro, so I'll just have a couple untracked bites and we're going to keep on keeping on. I'll just let that fly under the radar. I'll remember that I did that. It's fine. Whenever we are tracking food in MyFitnessPal, the most specific we can get, the better. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I am not a huge fan of using physical measuring cups whenever it comes to anything macro tracking at all. I think that first things first, it makes dishes. If you know me, you know I don't want to do any extra dishes. I max out my dish capacity at like running one load of dishes every single night. I don't want to do a strategy that I need to be consistently washing dishes over and over and over again. I don't want to do that. I love a food scale because it's so practical. It's so easy. It's so simple. There's no guesswork. So simple. Additionally, it is going to be the most accurate way to understand what exactly is in your food. There's a much different level of clarity whenever you're tracking, I ate a 3.5 ounce apple versus I ate one large apple or one small apple. And what that looks like in your MyFitnessPal diary is also wildly different. And that's super, super important. Now, whenever we are tracking macros, those are some tips and some boxes to check and some things to look at whenever you are tracking to make sure that you are not wasting your own time, you're working efficiently, and that your efforts aren't just all for nothing. Now, a part of this though, whenever we're talking about troubleshooting macros and making sure that macros make sense for you, a big part of this is also making sure that the protocols are actually right for you, that they're actually right for your body for what you want, for where you're at, for what you're trying to accomplish, because the macros that are going to be right for you, if you have eaten, you know, just lunch and dinner for the last two years, you have really small portions, you're consistently skipping breakfast, but you want to lose fat, are going to be so different than someone who is consistently eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, and also maybe has a little bit more fun on the weekends if their food pushes the calorie envelope a little bit higher, or sometimes identifies with, you know, I fell off track this last weekend, I had a little bit more food, or I kind of went overboard, or maybe I was like in the pantry like a raccoon after work, and I need to lose fat, and I need to recenter. That macro protocol for that person is going to look super different, just like for a breastfeeding mom, it's going to look extremely different than it will for a woman who's literally never dieted a day in her life versus the woman who desires to build a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of muscle or the woman who just wants to build her energy and wants to feel really strong in the gym. No matter who you are, your body and your metabolism in your daily life and your habits and your goals in your health history and literally everything that makes you you are so important to be considered whenever we're calculating protocols. And this is why you'll hear a lot of coaches, myself included, really not vibing with online macro calculators. Because here's the thing, those calculators are working off of an algorithm of what the textbook says you should be eating right now and what you should be eating to get results in a healthy body with balanced hormones, with great nights of sleep, with all of these things. And if there's one thing that I've learned in my time working with women over the years and also just dieting myself and learning my own body is that you're going to be really hard pressed to find an 
actual real life living human being who doesn't only exist in a textbook fitting perfectly that textbook mold of what we should be doing or what the projections say we should be doing. Whenever it comes to having an appropriate macro protocol, it needs to make sense with who you are, where you're at, and where you're going. And the best example that I can give to you in this is that whenever we are trying to go to a vacation destination or we're going on a road trip, when you are plugging in your GPS coordinates or the address, it needs to know your current location so that it can get you to your end destination. Having any kind of diet protocol is also very much like that, okay? And whenever we diet, I think we also need to understand that we have one body, And if we are doing things willy-nilly and like trusting whatever random websites pop up, when you Google things like, what should my macros be? Or macros to lose weight? Or macro calculator? I think just even having the reminder that we get one body and how we treat it matters. So having appropriate macro protocols are super, super, super important. And I want to just throw this out there to anybody that's listening to the podcast. If you are currently tracking macros and you're not sure if your protocols are right for you, or you want to double check protocols that you've found on the internet or from a calculator, I want to let you know if you message me on Instagram and you just send me your protocols, you give me the tea, you give me the rundown, I'm happy to soundboard with you specifically to let you know if your protocols are legit, if something else might be better suited to you, I am happy to answer any questions you have there. Okay, I've been doing this a long time and it's super important that we take care of you and take care of your body, okay? But making sure that your macros make sense with you and your life and your health history and your everything, super, super, super important. Because if we have wonky protocols, no matter how we're tracking our food, our results are likely gonna be hiding in plain sight, okay? Now, whenever it comes to having really incredible macro protocols, if we have incredible macro protocols calculated by a professional, taken into consideration by all of the things that we just talked about, we want to make sure that we are tracking those protocols accurately, honestly, specifically, and consistently, literally to the best of our abilities as often as possible, okay? A good rule of thumb whenever you're tracking macros is that you want to be hitting your protocols 80% of the time. So this means that you want to be hitting your protocols at least 80% of the year, okay? Whenever we take 80% of the year and shake that out into like how many days does that actually leave us to be on track and off track, this leaves us with about 290, 292 days that we need to be on our A-game, hitting protocols throughout the entire year, okay? And think, a year is 365 days. Okay, so this means that you have about 70-ish days that you can have a little bit more fluidity. Maybe you're on vacation. Maybe this is going to be Christmas. Maybe this is going to be your birthday or your kid's birthday or what have you. Whenever you are on top of it 80% of the time, meaning you're tracking accurately, you're tracking honestly, you're tracking things that go in your mouth, you're weighing things appropriately, you also get a lot of freedom and a lot of slack and a lot of fluidity in the rest of your year because you're nailing it so much of the time. 80% consistency in tracking macros can take you a huge, 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 huge way. Guys, whenever it comes to tracking macros, if you have any specific questions about anything we talked about, let me know and go ahead and message me over on Instagram at Olivia Lagoon's AdFit. However, if you liked this podcast, if you liked this episode, if you learned something from our conversation here inside of your earballs today, I would love if you would go ahead and download this episode and show me that you like this conversation, that you vibed with what we were learning here, that you got something out of this talk today. But guys, I will be back in a week from today, next Thursday with a new drop for you. And I am so excited. I am so excited to share next week's episode with you. 
Have an awesome day. I'll chat with you guys soon.